We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You know, knock on the door. I start flushing this paper money. Uh, you know, I fl- put a, like probably two grand in the toilet and flush it. I go to put another few thousand in the toilet, and, but I guess they shut the water off. Hey, this is Matt Cox, and I'm going to be interviewing Jeff Turner. Jeff Turner is a counterfeiter fresh out of uh, federal prison, and check this out. Bro, so you're, you're, so you're, from, you're from what? From Tennessee? No, I was uh, born in Miami, grew up in Clearwater, Tampa area. Um, I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee probably about eight years ago. Okay. And that's where I caught my case was in, in Knoxville. All right. Um, so... So what? So where? So you were in? I mean, mom, dad, like. Um, you know, I had a good childhood for the most part. Kind of got into like drugs and street life at a younger age, you know. Um, but I'd say when I was about twenty-five, I met my ex-wife, um, and you know, kind of went straight for a while. Right. We, um, well, I mean, we, so you graduated high school. You were what were you doing after high school? Oh, uh, <laughs> just. I mean, you said went. You went. You said went yeah, straight. Was, makes it seem you know, like you were doing selling, something. Selling drugs. Oh, okay. That was uh, in, in in high school or after high school or in high school after high school. Um, you know, started selling weed. Not really on any like big scale. Right. And then the pills kind of hit. Um, Tampa area. Right. Oxys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was selling lots of Oxys and developed a, a habit, to say the least. Um, right. You know, but I, I was counterfeiting a little bit when I was younger. Um, kind of toyed with it and never on, not on like a huge scale, but, you know, I couldn't get the bills perfect, but I was selling them and making a little bit of money and then did that for like a year and then stopped. Right. When you say younger, how how young? Like nineteen, twenty. Right. What what were you using then? Just basic equipment over the counter? Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even recently, I was using. You know, I didn't have like printing presses, and you know what I mean. It's all digital nowadays. Like right. the capability of uh, digital printers has like advanced extremely yeah. in the past ten years. Um, and that's what the Secret Service was like wondering. Uh, how I got the bills to look so good with just regular, you know, $200, $300 printers. But I'm a graphic designer, so a lot of it has to do with, like, breaking the images down and sharpening them right. on, on the digital file. Well, so so you were basically you were just kind of, like, selling drugs that make ends meet, and you would counterfeit a little bit, but <clears throat> you said then you met your, your wife and stopped? Or? Yeah, I, I met uh, my wife, um... So we decided to move to, to Knoxville because um, my parents moved up to, in that area. Her mom lived up in North Georgia, so we were just kind of getting out of Florida. Um, <clears throat> and I, you know, got a job in the sign business, was doing doing good, you know. I mean, I still had a, a drug habit, 
but it, I've always been functioning. You know what I mean? Right. Um, kept a job and a house and everything. You know, I've got kids. So, um, but at this sign company, I ended up wrecking a truck. So I had a newborn baby. It was like you know those late nights, tired. I got called into work. Um, I worked like eighty hours that week with a newborn baby at home, like not sleeping. So I was doing a service call in a bucket truck and wrecked the truck because I fell asleep at the wheel. So basically that, like, they let me go at that job because of that or whatever reason. Um, and uh, and this was like two months before our lease was up in our house, too. So I lost my job, didn't have a lot of money saved. So that's kind of what put me back into the counterfeiting thing. I was like, well, I've got two months to figure out a new house, a new house and, you know, a way to make money so i kind of just said fuck it let's go back to to this and do it on a larger scale um so i within those two months before my lease was up i basically just stayed at home on the computer 10 12 hours a day like uh you know making these digital images as sharp and clean so like uh to prevent counterfeiting you can't scan a, a picture of a bill or print one because the printer like recognizes that image and it just it'll print like just a little bit of it and then just stop. Really? Yeah. So you nice. instead of scanning the pictures, I just take a photo and then upload that photo, which kind of got around that security measure that the printers have. Um, and then like with graphic design, I would take that image and break it down to like three or four different images. So, so it would print it. So the printer wouldn't recognize the bill because you're you're taking the background color and having one image that's just the background color of the bill. And then another image with the, the serial numbers and treasury seal. And then another image with all the black work. And you're just running the paper through over and, and over again. Three, I printed three prints for the front of the bill and two prints for the back of the bill. And then I uh, printed the strip in the watermark on the back of the back. So then I could then glue the two pieces together and the, you know, the strip and watermark would be embedded in them. How are you getting this strip? I just printed it. So I was using, like, and this, the Secret Service said that this was like a, a large key to my success was I was using Bible paper to uh, print the bills on. How, how, did, how did you figure out how to use Bible paper? Trial and error. <laughs> Lots of, uh, so like, I've read uh, The Art of Making Money. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, you know, he was sandwiching too. I think he What's was his name? Art? Art Williams. Williams, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um, knew I had a buddy who was uh, locked up with him. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He um, said when he, after, when the book came out, he said Art was walking around passing out. He, was, he said, man, he would was telling everybody that, about the, yeah. the book and he was. Um, that yeah. was a good book. It was a, it was a good book. I read it in prison. Yeah, that's what uh, originally gave me the idea to start counterfeiting when I was like 19. I was reading that book, um, but I knew he he sandwiched two pieces together. I think he was using like a, like telephone book paper or newsprint or some kind of other thin. And I know paper. he had through trial and he had got eventually. I knew he was ordering the paper. Yeah, and he couldn't he couldn't order the exact size paper that the that the um uh that they were using for bills. So he figured, okay. Fuck it! I'll I'll order half the size and just yeah. glue them together, and that'll give me the ability to inside of it to be able to glue the, also glue the. Um, See, I think a large portion of his uh, deal was he was trying to find paper that would mark yellow with the counterfeit pen, 
See, I, I found kind of a way around that. So, like, the Bible paper was thin enough to sandwich two sheets together and opaque enough to where you couldn't see the strip and watermark through it unless you held it up to the light. So it was, and uh, for some reason, certain kinds of Bible paper aren't, like, bleached. So if you put it in a black light, it glows that dull purple, just like real money. Right. As opposed to, like, all other papers glow that bright blue, like, fluorescent color. Um, so basically, Bible paper was, like, perfect. I mean, it, it, it was opaque, it was thin, it, it glowed right in a black light, and it, it didn't mark with the pen, though. So I would spray it with a matte lacquer spray to create a barrier, because counterfeit pens are iodine-based ink. So, like, the iodine in the ink reacts with the starch in the paper. So, by spraying it with lacquer, you create a barrier, so right. there's no chemical reaction between the iodine pen and the paper. So, and, and that helped, like, it seems like every security feature I beat uh, solved multiple issues, you know what I mean? Which was just, it, they exponentially got better every time I, so, like, the lacquer spray not only helped with the, the counterfeit pen, but it also gave it that crisp texture like real thin, you know, if you yeah. spray it with lacquer and just take an iron to it real quick. Yeah, it becomes crispy. And then hold and spray another coat of lacquer from a distance, it would feel like sandpaper. And then you take it and just go on the edge of a table and it, it crisped up and it, it knocked off that gritty sandpaper feel but gave it that texture. People would scratch the, to feel the texture in the ink and stuff. So it so it felt like paper. It, I mean, it felt like money, looked like money. Oh, yeah. It marked... It, it it beat the black light and and you could see through it just like normal money. So it was just it was basically flawless. I mean, from the you brought paperwork from the Secret Service and your discovery and stuff. So mm -hmm. how long did it take you to figure all that out, though? Um, like so within the two months that like my lease was up, I got fired. I had two months to figure stuff out. So within those two months, I uh. I don't remember exactly how the Bible paper came apart. It was just kind of trial and error. I was looking for thin paper, and I basically just one day felt it and was like, oh, this is thin. I tried it, and it worked great. So, um, you know, within those two months, I edited the images. I broke them down, zoomed in, got rid of all the gray, fuzzy, you know, like sharpened the images. Because really it was well. a photo. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, high-resolution cameras take pretty good photos already. But uh, to so like each print has to be color matched. If, if you just print like the picture of a hundred dollar bill, the colors will be off because in order to get the, the the green on the treasury seal and serial numbers correct, the background color will be off. Right. And vice versa. Yeah. Cool. Because so, it's printed on paper that's slightly colored and has yeah. fibers and all the other stuff, right? Yeah. So you're that's trying, like the paper. I believe they they use like just dyed paper, but I'm printing the background color, so you you got to match that too money you know what i mean right um so you know in those two months i after it took well it took more than two months i started kind of doing it after two months and making money um a buddy of mine that worked at the sign company with me uh like so one of my buddies called me and was like because like i said i had a drug problem at the time you know on top of being <laughs> broke and no job and uh, having a you know at least a hundred two hundred dollar a day heroin habit right four kids you know um, but a buddy of mine called me and was like, you know, if you if you need any any dope, call this dude. I'm not gonna say his name because you know. Right. A buddy of mine at the sign company. I knew he sold a little bit of weed, and uh, 
but I didn't know, you know, the extent or anything because we were just working together. So he got fired from the sign company. I got fired. So I called him one day and went over to his house to get some some stuff. And, uh, you know, he was way bigger of a drug dealer than I thought. You know what I mean? Like he was dealing in multiple, uh, you know, like meth, heroin, coke, weed, right. all sorts. He was a professional. Yeah. So I, and I, I ran it by him. I was like, you know, I'm starting to to print some money again, you know what I mean? Maybe you could use it to re-up in Atlanta. Because at this point, I was nervous about spending on myself. I, I always wanted to just sell them to people. Right. Um, you didn't want to go into a store, hand somebody, and then they go, oh, hold on a yeah. second. The security I mean, guard shows up and arrests you. Or the whatever. bills got progressively better. So, like, each bill, I'm, I'm hand-making. So it's like you're cutting them out, you're spraying it, you're squeegeeing and gluing, and then using, uh, I was using holographic green eyeshadow to paint on the color shifting 100 right um so like the more you do it the more practice you get and the better they look so in the beginning i i wasn't i knew they looked good they were passable but like i I was still nervous about going into stores and shopping you know what i mean so i started giving this guy this drug dealer bills to go to atlanta and uh you know buy drugs so he started doing that um and Eventually, like this, this only lasted probably three or four months. Um, but he got his house got raided. So, so I, what? What is so? If you're giving him ten thousand or five thousand, I don't know how much you're giving him to buy the drugs. If you're giving him ten thousand, like what percentage of actual money are you getting in return for that? About twenty percent usually. Okay. So I mean, it was him- it was circum. He was a friend of mine. So yeah. if he if he was five grand short on re-upping. I may just give it to him, and he, you know, but then another time, he'd, I'd give him 10, he'd give me, you know, 2,500 or, right. or whatever. It's usually about 20 cents on the dollar, 25 cents. Um, but that only lasted a few months, um, and I was kind of, like, perfecting the bills as I was working with him. Um, I was giving him a lot of fake 20s. I was doing 20s, too, at that time, because those, the 20s, I wasn't putting strips in or anything. Those, I was just printing on regular paper with no strips or watermarks. He was just mixing it in with large sums of money to re-up. Right. Um, the hundreds, obviously, people tend to scrutinize more, and I, those need security features all on beat. But um, but he got arrested. His house got raided. Um, and one of his charges was possession of counterfeit money. So it made me kind of nervous. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I, you don't know if... I, I, I heard that he might be cooperating, of course. I mean... You know, you never know. Um, and like, I'd say, well, no, this was before the lease was up. So after a couple months, I was doing it for a couple months and then he got arrested And the, I was at my house one day and we, we missed the trash. You know, we didn't bring the trash by the road one morning. Right. And I, I know that's how, uh, you know, the secret service gets a, tries to get a search warrant. If they suspect you're counterfeiting, they'll go through your trash cans first to right. look for evidence, you know? So I'd always bag up my trash separately like all the counterfeiting i had like an office with you know different color shifting sprays ventilation to to spray it with lacquer indoors and um but i'd bag up all the trash you know separately we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, 
What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. But about a week after he got arrested, I noticed the trash truck was... It was like trash picked up on a Monday, and this was like a Wednesday. And it was just parked outside of my house. So I'm like, that's weird. I'm like, oh, can you take... I forgot to bring the trash down. Can you take this? They're like, yeah, throw it in. Absolutely we can. Boom, dump it in. It was empty. You could tell. It made a big sound. And then they just drove off, and like a black blacked out suburban (laughs) drove off after him so that like spooked me you know what i mean i knew there was no no counterfeiting evidence in there but still it you know you know you're being watched it it appeared that way so um which the secret service in knoxville said i mean i after i got arrested i asked them if that was them if they knew they didn't admit to it i don't know if they would though but right but anyway so then my lease was up so i was like fuck this i'm not even getting a new house i'm gonna go all in with this money thing and we'll just stay at a hotels you know um so we started living at a hotels um and i just met multiple different drug dealers and and usually i'd uh you know rip them off basically like there were a few at the end that i was honest with them about the bills but like usually i'd just go buy heroin from these drug dealers and you know, I'd get them for five grand, ten grand worth of heroin. Right. So you're, you're giving them, fi- you're giving five grand of fake bills, getting five thousand in heroin, and then you're selling, reselling yeah. the heroin. I mean, yeah, doing right. it, selling it, whatever. Yeah. You know. Um, well, I mean, I'm assuming you're making some. You got to be making money. You're you're living in a hotel. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course. Well, that's and and by this point, so I started like the first time I I actually went in and broke a bill. It was in a, a Taco Bell, which. Now I know, like, you don't go to fast food restaurants because a lot of those places have the safes under there with, like, bill validators. It's basically like a vending machine safe. Right. That's how they deposit money is you put it through this bill validator. And uh, my bills didn't work in in that because it detects, like, infrared and magnetic ink and all these other security features. So, but at the time, I didn't know that because I just started breaking them. I went into a Taco Bell at, like, midnight before they closed, and she just held it up. I bought like two tacos. She gave me $95. So right. I was like, hey, nice. I was, you know, I was nervous at first, but it worked without a problem at all. So did they ever figure it out later? Like, cause you have photos and stuff of, yeah, <laughs> of I mean, you well, passing bills. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that was, I don't know if that was one of them. You're saying no, no, no. no. Okay. Um, eventually, you know, the, whatever store they get a counterfeit bill. At the end of the week, the armored truck will come pick up their deposit, take it to the bank, and then the bank will realize that this money's fake. Right. But then they only have a window of, okay, we got this counterfeit bill within this week of time. Yeah, so they don't have any how many idea. Hundred dollar yeah. bills. It's not a, worth. It's not worth. You'd have to review a week's worth of footage. Even to, them, you're not getting your hundred bucks back. Exactly. So now I spent six hundred dollars reviewing or a thousand dollars reviewing yeah, you're footage. Pay a federal, a special agent to sit there for yeah. a week reviewing footage. Yeah. So you just hit. Yeah, I felt pretty confident that uh, I could just start shopping right. at that point. Um, so, you know, basically me and my wife. But the, the problem was finding the Bible paper because um, uh, I tried to buy it in bulk online. But apparently there's there's only three manufacturers of Bible paper and you have to buy it in the world. There's three and you have to buy it in like giant reams, right? which was just not, you know. Didn't want to do that. I didn't want a paper trail of, you know, receiving a pallet of Bible paper, you know. Right. Um, so I'd go on road trips to, uh, 
you know, Atlanta, Chattanooga. I was in Knoxville. I went to every bookstore. I was Googling bookstore, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, going there and just ripping out the, the blank four to 10 to 20 blank pages in the back. So like in a, in a Bible section at a Barnes & Noble, say there's a hundred Bibles with, you know, four to 10 sheets in each one. I mean, that one bookstore is worth a hundred grand right. know, worth of paper. So, uh, but eventually that, you know, eventually I literally ripped out every blank page of every Bible from Atlanta to Cleveland, Ohio, you know? So I started paying, uh, maintenance men at hotel. I went, I was living out of hotels. So every day I'd check into a new hotel room and take at least a two, three, four blank pages out of the Bible in the, the nightstand. And, uh, one day we checked into a hotel and there was no Bible there. So I, I saw the maintenance guy and I was like, Hey, let me get the Bible. I was like, you don't keep Bibles in the rooms anymore? He's like, no, we've got boxes of them in the, in the maintenance closet. So I was like, let me buy those Bibles. I'm like, I'll give you a gram of dope, a hundred bucks, whatever. Let me get those boxes of Bibles. So we were paying maintenance guys to, you know, just bring us all the Bibles from each hotel. Right. Um, and one of my, the co-conspirator that set me up was going up to Cleveland, Ohio to buy drugs. And he was paying maintenance guys at hotels to, you know. I was giving him fake money. He was going up there to buy heroin and come back with heroin and Bible paper. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean. Well. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that... Uh, and what happened? The guy that set me up, I, I ended up, like, meeting him from uh, just well, buying... How long did this go on for? About two years. So for two years, you're living in hotels? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Hopping around. See, like with counterfeiting, you gotta, you have to move around. You yeah. know I mean, you don't want to sit, which that was a mistake of mine, was spending too much in Knoxville. Um, which that was, the reason I, I got caught was because guys set me up, up in Cleveland, Ohio. Right. But um, still, just in retrospect, I was spending too much money in Knoxville. I spent like $400,000 in fake bills in, in Knoxville in the course of like a year and a half. So, um, but the, so. Did, did you ever see the movie To Live and Die in L.A.? No, I've, I've heard of it. And I've, oh, it's William Defoe and he was oh. printing money. Yeah, yeah, oh, you got to see that yeah. movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, I'd like to see that. I know about it. I've, I've been meaning to watch it, but. Yeah, I mean, I it's, it's old. Yeah. Like, how old are you? Thirty-five. Uh, Fuck, like it's probably 25, 30 years old. But it was the eighties, I think. Yeah, Something. but it'd be great though. You'd love it. You'd yeah. love it. This guy's like super professional, but you know, yeah. it's also there's this. It's dangerous. You know, you 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 realize. I mean, obviously, tons of fucking money. It's, it's a dangerous. It can be a dangerous situation. And he's being. They they know they're they're tracking him. They're all over mm -hmm. him. They're. And he knows everything. He knows their tactics, and he knows what they can do and what they can't do. Like he literally knows he's talking to FBI agents. Yeah. Or are they secret? I think they, I, think I think they have. Back then, it was FBI. FBI. Well, I, or and no, the Secret Service always did counterfeit. Always been counterfeit, <laughs> but it, it's still FBI. And the thing, I think they're FBI, but regardless, mm -hmm. only because people don't realize Secret Service. I have people. When I get arrested, they're like, Secret Service, Cox is lying. He wasn't arrested by the Secret <laughs> Service. They only they only um Protect the president. Protect the president yeah. or and 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 US money and they wouldn't be after him. He's lying. It's like, motherfucker, you shut no, you don't so know what you're fucking talking about. Secret Service took over like all financial crimes. Right. Especially <laughs> if it deals with identity theft. 
Yeah. Like any financial crimes, crime can still be investigated by the FBI. But if identity theft is involved, it almost always gets shifted to the Secret, Secret Service. Service yeah. But regardless, um, yeah, gr- I mean, great movie. You got to watch that movie. I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, sorry. <laughs> got to watch that movie. I, I'd like to watch it. Um, so one of these guys I was buying heroin from, I got probably got him for like $10,000 over the course of a few weeks. Um, and these guys <laughs> never come back on you? Well, see, a lot of times I'd, I'd do that, get about five, ten grand worth. And then, and then just stop, stop dealing stop with that guy. Because, right. you know, you don't know if, if you buy 500 bucks worth of dope from somebody and it's fake. You call them the next day to buy 500 more dollars. You know, you don't know. Some of these guys might have found out and are fucking pissed and trying to set you up. Yeah, that you show up and they got a gun. So you really you know. have to be able to read people over the phone and kind of, you know, which. But eventually, when people did find out, they weren't even mad because they were, you know, they'd hold them up. These drug dealers would think they were real and then they'd go re-up with it or go shopping and spend them. And they, they always worked. So even when they yeah. found out, like, oh, these bills were fake, you've been giving me nothing but fake bills, like, they'd laugh because they didn't lose any money, you know what I mean? They'd right. be like, this white boy just got me for 10 grand, like, right. more power to you, you know what I mean? So this one guy in particular, um, you know, I came, uh, well, I, I, at one point I did rent a, a little house. I had roommates, and we were staying in the house for a couple months, but so at that point, Where's the wife at this point? She's with me. I mean, okay. we're traveling around, you know what I mean, with the kids in the hotels and Bro. shopping. Every, I mean, that was the, my job was to, you know, basically wake up in the morning. Go spend money. Print, make, you know, say 2500 bucks, go shopping, spend it all, get real money, get a hotel room, tape paper to, to do the printing part. Because the Bible paper is too thin. So you'd have to tape it on a regular piece of printer paper to feed it through. Run so it through. I'd sit there all night taping Bible paper, you know, have a stack like this for the next morning to print them and then go shopping. And it was just every day was a, you know, it was like a job, you know I mean? It was yeah. constantly just a working on it. Just a lucrative. Well, I mean, you're making money. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, that was the whole goal, you know what I mean? Like you, I do selling drugs, doing all this stuff to make money. It's like really just cut out the middleman. That's That was my thinking, you know what I mean? If I can find the way to make legitimately good money that passed every time. There's no point in not doing that, in, in, right. you know, in my eyes. But uh, So this one guy went home, and he was standing in my driveway. I was going to say, the, the people you were clipping, too, are drug dealers. So yeah. even if they get caught with the money, who, you know, it's not, like, it's not like it's fucking a little old lady or anything, you know. And, and most drug dealers think that counterfeit, like, I've had a few that found out, and I'm like, well, do you still want, and you want to start buying them from me? And they're like, oh, I don't fuck with counterfeit. You know, that's right. serious. And I'm like, you're... You're selling heroin. You're selling heroin. Yeah, well... You know, I got doesn't... I got a year in the feds for counterfeit and hundreds yeah. of thousands of dollars. You're, you're trafficking heroin interstate with guns on you, and you're worried about counterfeiting. Well, well he's just... In, he just hadn't got caught by the yeah, right exactly. people yet. Once, once you get 15 years fuck for yeah. armed yeah. heroin conspiracy... You know, every counterfeiter... counterfeited. Every counterfeiter I ever met in, in, in uh, prison... Had hadn't it, they were always like the second or third time, like they were getting like two years, three years, yep. you know, five years, and it's his third time he's doing it, and he got like five years. It's mm-hmm. like fuck. Yeah, they say the the recidivism rate of counterfeiting is is higher than a be. heroin addict. Yeah, but listen, the one of the highest recidivism rates is is fraud, and that probably mm-hmm. they're saying that probably falls within the fraud department. Yeah, higher than uh, drug dealers. Mm-hmm. 
But I believe it. So the guy you said one time you had moved into a place, and the yeah, guy he, I, I went pulled in the driveway, and he was standing in my driveway. And this is like a drug this guy dealer. that I've been ripping off every day for two months. And so I'm thinking like, oh fuck, All right? This is gonna be a problem. You know what I mean? But I was I was buying the heroin through this this girl that was a roommate. So like I'd go up to people like I was buying stuff from drug dealers. Every all the addicts I knew, I'd be like, hey, get you know from help your me, guy. Help me set up your drug dealer, and we'll split it because. That way it doesn't fall on me. So in this case, <clears throat> I was doing that with this girl, but we were living together. So when it fell on her, I was still there. So, But basically, I overheard him <clears throat> saying, like, I'm not mad. I just want to I just wanna find out where you were getting these from. So I, like, heard that. I just walk in the house. You know, the next day, I, I go up to her. I'm like, give me that dude's number. So I call him, and I'm like, I'm the guy you're looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's meet up and we can talk in person. So I meet up with him. And of course, see, all these drug dealers, when they do find out the bills are fake, they're like, I want $2 million worth in a yeah. week. Yeah. Okay. And they don't realize, like, I'm not just photocopying these. Each one, you're cutting them out, spraying. Yeah, this is labor intensive. It's, it's Exactly. I mean, you're. it takes probably 10. I mean, I got it down to where I could make a $100 bill in probably 10 minutes. Right. But still, I mean, if you you factor a million dollars worth, that's yes. going to take months of, of cutting, yeah. spraying, yeah. you know, you're paying your bills. You still have to pay your bills. You still have to, do. yeah. And in the end, how are you going to move a million dollars? Well, and that's the <coughs> other thing. Like I tried to keep everything under 10,000 because that's the other thing. I was printing the 96 series hundred. So I figured it'd be kind of weird to go buy, you know, four, kilos of heroin with all 96 series hundreds you know what i mean that right. would kind of cause suspicion you know what I mean? well plus there's you have to acquire the, the the you have to acquire the paper you have to acquire mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's it's just very labor intensive yeah it said in my paperwork that uh that was the issue i mean obviously the paper you know what i mean i'd, I'd make a road trip to say chattanooga hit up four different bookstores walmarts get all the bible paper in the whole fucking city and it'd be enough to to make a hundred thousand dollars worth but you know then you have to make it spend it you know what i mean so it was a constant like i said it was a job like you'd go to one city collect the bible paper in a couple days then spend the next couple days you know printing and making bills and then the next couple days shopping so i'd go to different cities for a week at a time to you know pass you know acquire the materials make them and then and then pass them you know so with a guy he wanted a million Oh, yeah. I was like, man, it doesn't work like that. I was like, you know, if you want, say, when you're going to Cleveland to re-up, I'll, you know, I'll sell you ten grand for 2500 You know what I mean? So he, he started doing that, um, you know, and, and he'd have his real cash in, in there, too, but he was getting a discount on his heroin because, you know, basically ten or fifteen of, of the $1,000 he was buying at a 25% rate, so. Right. But eventually, that that guy specifically was the one that set me up, and he got to, so one time he was supposed to go up to Cleveland, and I was supposed to go with him. So like he was gonna re up, and I was gonna you know bus bills. I would go around shopping, um, and I ended up getting arrested on, I think it was like a failure to appear, some little petty thing. I went to jail, like bonded out the next day, but. In that time, I guess he just went to Cleveland without me. Um, so I I got out, um, and one of his uh, little runner girls that was selling dope for him uh, told me, like, 
she said, uh, you know, he, uh, he told me not to tell anybody, but he, he's in jail up in Cleveland. So I was like, he told you not to tell anybody. Yeah. I'm like, that's a red flag. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's, yeah, towards that part, we ended up renting a, a house together as well. Um, and he was selling dough. He was like the trap house with so me in the back room with ventilation fans. Right. Blowing lacquer out the windows and making money. Um, so I, I went to that house. She, she informed me, he's in jail up in Cleveland. He told me not to tell you. Right. <laughs> I was like, he told, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm getting my stuff and getting the fuck out of here then. So, you know, we... Uh, Get all the, the the printers, computers, ventilation fans, all this stuff, and go get a hotel room. Um, and you know, there's a lot of information you find out in discovery. So, yeah. like at the time, I was just thinking, okay, he's probably cooperating. Right. So I, I got to be gone. I need to get out of here. Yeah. Stop talking to him. <clears throat> so, like two days later, I'm in this hotel, and he calls me. And he's like, hey, man, I, I got that Bible paper. Let's meet up. <laughs> and I was like, no, nah, man. Now, the I'm first like, thing he should have said was, bro, I got arrested. I, the first thing. That's the first thing you say is because, you know, yeah. you don't want people assuming that you're cooperating. Yeah. You know? And the moment you don't mention that as yeah. being a major issue. Exactly. Exactly. I'm no dummy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been doing this a minute. So basically he's like oh let's meet up i got this bible paper and i was like no i was like i'm just gonna live out of hotels for a while again i think i think our relationship is over <laughs> you know what i mean and he was like why what do you mean you know and i was like first of all you're acting fucking sketchy bro like you got arrested you didn't tell me that's a i'm like what are you doing bro i'm like even if you didn't cooperate in reality i still don't trust you anymore you know we're done so and he, he gave me this story like oh uh yeah, I did get arrested, um, but they didn't. They didn't find anything. It was because he had a stolen car. He bought a car with a title. It ended up being stolen, and I knew that. Like I told him, he was like, "I bought this two thousand. What was it? A two thousand ten Charger for five hundred bucks in an eight ball." Right. I'm like, "Bro, that's stolen. Obviously yeah. stolen." He was like, "I've got the title. It's not. We're good." I'm like, "Whatever, bro. It's stolen. I guarantee you. Bought it from some junkies for five hundred bucks, bro. It's stolen." So. He was saying, oh, I, that car was stolen. He was like, you were right, man. That car was stolen. He's like, but that's that's the only reason I got arrested. So I had to use that money, to the money I was going to re-up with, to bond out. And so I couldn't re-up. So I'm, I'm back in Knoxville. Let's meet up. And I was like, no, again. I'm like, bro, it's not happening. You know what I mean? He was like, well, well, can you? He was trying to get me to get him a kilo of heroin through some other people I knew. And he knows I don't like... I mean, I dibble and dab with drugs, you know. What I mean? Yeah, but, but you're I not wasn't. Buying kilos. I'm not selling kilos on the on the phone. He's like, get me, you know, 700 grams of heroin on like on the phone. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? So, needless to say, I just hung up once right. he asked for that. I was like, man, you're out of your mind. I, and I specifically was like, the feds are listening. Right yeah. Now. So I was like, you're the drug dealer. Why are you asking me for drugs? You are the drug dealer. I'm just, I'm just some junkie. Remember, so bye. <laughs> you know, hang up the phone. And, uh, well, sure enough, they GPS pinged my phone to the location of where the hotel was. And just even talking to him is what led to my arrest. Nice. So, so how they, so they, what happened? How they grab you? They come and uh, knock on the door real lightly and ask you to please come outside. And <laughs> well, yeah, can you, can you meet not. it? Can you meet us at the, can you meet us at the uh, station? Well, the, uh, at your convenience. So I was, uh, staying in a hotel room with my wife at the time and this other, other chick, Dylan. Um, who was selling drugs for these Detroit people. Um, 
But anyway, so they, uh, I woke up and we woke up in the morning and I was going to, you know, start printing. I think I, somebody, one of the Detroit guys wanted like six grand, I think, or something. He put in like an order. So I was going to make six grand. They went shopping. Um, so that, you know, I'm in there, I start, you know, cutting paper, spraying, printing all this. My wife and Dylan leave to go shopping. That's all I know about 15 minutes later. I get a knock on the door. So I look through the peephole and it's just black. Yeah. Somebody's yeah. put. So I, my first instinct was like, oh, that, you know, the Detroit people that are selling dope out of this room, somebody's probably trying to rob them or something. Because I was thinking the police would just kick down the door. Like, I didn't think they'd put, you know what I mean, put yeah. a thumb over it. So I was like, you know, go away. Nobody's here. You know what I mean? And I, I knock again, look, you know, black thumb over the peephole. Look out the window and I see just a line of Knox County sheriffs. I was like, "That's it, bro." You know what I mean? So I start trying to flush flush this paper money, um, and I didn't at the time. I was I was in the process of making it, so it was all one sided. I hadn't glued it together yet. So technically, that's not illegal because you're allowed to print money as long as it's black and white. Uh, well, was it fifty percent smaller, one hundred fifty percent bigger, black and white, or one sided? So you can print money all day long as long as it's one sided. So, yeah. but they but, ha- but they have the other bills. Well, they have yeah. They, yeah. The the problem was the computer because all my bills had different serial numbers. So each file on this computer that uh, could then link me to every serial number that I produced. You know what I mean? Right. Which was the evidence that it wasn't. I didn't get possession of anything, but they got a, a laptop with. Yeah, yeah. You know all the files yeah. that could link me to every every bill that I. It's fun. It's all those those little tiny things that you're thinking. Well, technically this and technically, bro, you don't want to go to fucking. You don't want to go to trial on technically. Oh no, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you're just. You yeah, know, I wouldn't go to trial with the feds. I would. I wouldn't go to trial <laughs> with the feds if I was innocent. Yeah. I, I I I always say, look, if they came in right now, the DEA arrested me right now and said, hey, we got you selling four fucking kilos of coke, I'd be like, well, can I get a deal? <laughs> yeah, like what? Because I know you're going to prove it. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna it, be able to it, prove it. If they can't prove it, they're gonna get right. somebody to say it. That's what I'm saying. Like even if I even if I've never even seen yeah. seen it, I know that at trial you can prove this somehow. You already think you. That's yeah. how you got the indictment. I know I'm done. Mm-hmm. That's just the state. People don't even realize that's really where you live. Yeah. Well, the feds don't. Yeah, the, like you said, the feds don't even indict you unless they they've got it. Yeah, you know that's why you like in my case I had state charges when so you know knock on the door I start flushing this paper money. Uh, yeah, I fl- put a, like probably two grand in the toilet and flush it. I go to put another few thousand in the toilet, and go, but I guess they shut the water off. Yeah, they're not stupid. So they that, <laughs> see because like when dude asked me for that like seven hundred grams of heroin or whatever, they were assuming there was drug task force there. They were assuming like there's kilos of dope in this hotel room. So there was organized crime unit, drug task force, Cleveland Secret Service, Knoxville Secret Service, KPD. Mm. You know, so they. They, so all these bills are just in the toilet now. They won't flush. So I'm that like, doesn't well. look suspicious and at then all. They start, at that point, they start kicking the door in, which, you know, it's like steel reinforced doors caused a, you know, a fucking panic attack because it's like I was hoping they'd just kick it in, get it over with, arrest me. They're sitting there, boom, 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 you know, for like five minutes. And I don't, I mean, you're in a hotel room. What the fuck do you do? You know, yeah, there's no back door. I just sit down, light a cigarette. <laughs> Wait for him to come in, and you know, obviously they throw me down, you know, all that good stuff. But so they arrested me on state charges for the first like three, four months. Um, 
of a criminal state. criminal simulation is what the state charge was until the feds could simulation of what money criminal simulation is the charge yeah that's okay well it, it's basically just their generic i mean you can get criminal simulation i think it's just uh it's like a state charge that's generic for like Making, fraud basically oh, okay you know but uh yeah it was like, i never heard that that's all you never heard that no listen bro i think every state has different yeah 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 but uh you know, so I think the original charge was like criminal simulation over sixty thousand or something, and then you know three months later you go to court, the state's gonna drop your charges. Yay! Great! <laughs> I already knew, you know, knew it was coming. So, but then of course they take me across the street to the federal building, serve me an indictment. Um, I always love the guys that they actually let them out. They actually like walk yeah. out and make the, a mistake. The, yeah, give them hope. You know, yeah, let yeah. them into the lobby. And they're the free for like in. a like a good thirty seconds. And they're yeah. like, "Hi, I'm so and so from the Marshall's I office." I already knew. They, I had a bond source, uh, bond source hearing on my charges, which uh, you know what that is like. If you're if you're gonna bond out, where the money come have, from? Yeah, you got to prove it's legitimate and all yeah. this, which I already knew. That gives that's like a sign the feds are gonna indict you because it, that basically you can't just bond out and get out. You've got to supply Proof. the money, and then they set up a court date in a week so you can prove it. So it gives the feds a week's head start to to serve you the indictment if you do try and bond out. So, But that was it. They let me out on pretrial for a little bit uh, and sentenced me to 10 months. Right. Well, you got 10 months, but you had, you said the actual – that at some point the secret – they came to you. They wanted to give you – more time like you yeah. initially you were supposed to get more time but the yeah the, the original uh uh guidelines was I, I think it was like 24 to 36 or something like two to three years right um and so the secret service basically came to me uh well let's go back the the dude e that set me up right once i got arrested there he they let him go as an informant right you know what i mean and then he disappeared so he was on the run because, like, it's complicated. But like the so the Cleveland Secret Service, which could have been good, could be good. This could be good for you. It's great. Yeah, yeah. fuck him. Because now, now you got well, now you got nobody to connect me with any of this shit, and he can't get on the stand and prove it. If well, you were to they, go to they trial, they got the laptop with the. I mean, the evidence was in my possession. Yeah. Okay. But mm. it still weakens their case. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. But also, like, um, so he. He went on the run. Like, basically, he cooperated, got me arrested, and then he disappeared. Um, and then, like, I guess... that I was incarcerated at this point. But I heard that maybe two, three months later, he was in Knoxville again, accidentally fired a gun in his apartment. The The KPD went in there. Accidentally. I always yeah, love accidentally. the fucking idiot, man. The KPD arrested him after all, all this. He... Wanted to be an informant for KPD, Knoxville Police Department. So he's of course a he's a professional now. Yeah, yeah apparently. Um, you know, so KPD is excited. Obviously, as I'm like a multi kilo dealer willing to cooperate, so they let him go. Again, of course, he goes on the run again. You know, he just makes promises to the police, tries to disappear, which I don't blame him. You know, whatever. Yeah. But so he was on the run. So when the Secret Service came to me, they were like, "Listen, this guy that set you up, your co-defendant, uh, he was a co-conspirator on my case." Um, they were like, he's on the run now. We're trying to get him. So when he cooperated, the Cleveland Secret Service promised, you know, you get us this guy, we won't press charges on you for the counterfeit. He does that, but then he, he takes them to Knoxville 
So then the Eastern District of Tennessee just indicted him. So it was just like he got a deal from the Cleveland Secret yeah. Service, but then the Knoxville Secret Service, you know. So anyway, they he was a co, uh, co-defendant on my case. Um, and, you know, the Secret Service basically said, you know, we'll give you cooperation credit if you show us how you made these bills. You know, right. and confirm everything he already told us. Make a training video for the Secret Service, for future agents, you know, explain, go through all the evidence and show them. Yeah, they, they have to be experts on, on bills. So to, to best the best way to be an expert is figure out exactly how these bills are being made yeah, so that course. you can detect them and see. So, I mean, they need that. And like, they, they wanted, you know, to know certain things to look out for and this and that. So, I mean, this, the Secret Service said that the bills I was making were the best they've seen in like 25 years. Nice. So they... Um, you know, said make a training video for future agents and we'll give you a cooperation credit. So that uh, that along with, uh, you know, like admitting guilty. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, timely, it, uh, a timely, a timely, uh, yeah, timely like admitting plea, fault or whatever it is. Timely plea and uh, acceptance of responsibility. Yeah, so th- they basically said if you plead guilty today, we'll keep, uh, you know, plead guilty today and make this training video, confirm everything he told us already, you know, plead guilty. We'll keep the amount... Under a hundred thousand dollars, which avoids an enhancement, because anything over a hundred thousand is an enhancement. So they like it was like ninety six thousand, whatever. They kept it just under a hundred thousand, um, and uh, we they wouldn't charge my wife with anything, so all her charges would be dropped. And you know, with I knew with looking at like two to three years with the cooperation and that enhancement gone, I'd only be looking at like a year. So of course I fucking took yeah. that. You know. I mean? I think they said at that time they were like, we found uh, $380,000 in Knoxville. You were still finding about ten grand a week. It's coming in through the banks and right. this and that. So, you know, with that time, I don't know how much time I would have been looking at. It probably would have been four years because yeah. that's another enhancement and all this. Yeah, but That's four years if you plead guilty. Like if the, I know guys, if you, go to, if you go to trial, they'll start stacking the charges. Oh, yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. So I mean, yeah, that was an offer I could not refuse. Yeah. You know, don't charge my wife. Keep it at a hundred thousand. Now I owe a hundred thousand or ninety six thousand in restitution. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. So all right, uh, and now you're now, uh, now you're out. Three start, years starting fed, over. Fed paper. Yeah, I just got out. Uh, I was in Lexington. Um, got out like three months ago. Currently in a sober living house in Knoxville. What are you doing for work now? Uh, well, I'm a printer. Nice. I work at a print shop, a vinyl shop. You know, uh, it's called Graphical Warehouse. You know, they're they're good people there. I'm, I really got lucky landing that job. I was honest with them. Up, you know, yeah. in the interview, I told them like I just got out of prison. I was counterfeiting. Yeah, well, it, counter. That's a plus for them. <laughs> well, it's experience. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, I was gonna say, uh, I I wrote a book uh, called Bent about a guy that's uh he was a uh, counterfeiting plastic for the russian mob uh, yeah. and same thing his, all his stuff was graphic designs he was always mm-hmm. doing he's always worked for print shops and you know it's yeah. just that's just what you like doing you know i mean i think like, it's tempting for people who work you know when you're around printers and you know graphic design there's so many things you know like yeah with, if you're capable of fraudulently making, you know, birth certificates, money, yeah. anything. Your mind's going to jump to I mean, that. yeah, it's I could tempting. use this for this. I could use this for this. For I could, sure. You know. For sure. And the amount of money you can make is unlimited, you know, unlimited, really, if you, if you do it right. So it's, yeah, it's definitely it's, tempting. It's, it's too good out here. 
Uh, you know what I'm saying? You go, yeah, to, yeah. you go to prison for a year or two, <laughs> and you're like, you're just like, you know, I'm fucking. I'm gonna, what am I doing? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna live like this the rest of my life. I, I'd rather live in a fucking somebody's spare room and yeah, for be sure. able to turn the channel when I want and have a fucking cell phone. And yeah. you know, when uh, I was doing that, that was the most stressful time of my life. Obviously, I think that I mean, I'm making U-turns everywhere, thinking I'm being followed. You know, what I mean, I knew to see there were bolos out. There was a couple, like, pictures that were released on Knoxville websites, like, well, we're looking for this guy for passing $100 bills. You know, you're always on, on the run, thinking you're wanted, you know. You're living out of hotel rooms. Or yeah, dealing that. with fucking scumbag drug dealers all the time. Right. You know. And in the end, when you walk back out of prison years later, where's all that money? Yeah. Like, you don't have any of that money. Yeah. Like, it's it's not, it, it's, it, I mean, in my opinion, even what I was doing, it's just, it's just not fucking worth yeah. it. I'm just, Plus, you owe it all back to them yeah. on top of that. Yeah. So and they'll, really, they strip everything from yeah, you anyway. for sure. Now you start off and, yeah, yeah, it's bullshit. It, it's not the way to go. But, um, all right. I appreciate you watching the videos. See ya.